What's up, everybody, and welcome back to episode 34 of the Heroes for Sale podcast. If you are listening to this for the first time, thank you very much. Uh, Welcome back to all the listeners of the last few episodes. Um, You know, I'm interested to see at this point, there's been five or six or seven days in a row with an episode, so I'm interested to see what everyone thinks of having so many episodes. So if you feel like maybe you're missing some stuff or you feel like maybe it's too many episodes, uh, definitely reach out because I mean, if you have listened to all these episodes, I am, I'm interested to see what you, what any, well, I mean, I guess if anybody, I'm interested to see what anybody thinks. I mean, like I said, um, sometimes podcasts come out daily. Sometimes they come out a couple couple days a week. I'm trying to record as many podcasts as I can in the new year, I guess. I mean, it's not like a huge deal to me. Um, no, that's not true. So it's, it's not, it's something that I want to focus on getting more podcasts out, but I want to get more podcasts out in a way that's effective for everybody to listen. I don't want to just be cranking out podcasts and only have like half of the audience that's like half of the audience that's that likes listening to the episodes. Listen, actually listen, because that's just, that's a waste of my time. It's a waste of your time because you've got episodes that maybe you wanted to hear that you don't have time to hear. I mean, the episodes realistically, they're not super long. They're not like a Joe Rogan podcast, but still I'm interested to see what you have to say. Uh, so if you are listening to this episode and you listened to the last seven episodes this week, thank you so much. If this is your first episode, welcome. Like I said, here's for sale on Instagram. Here's for sale on TikTok. Um, Adam Palmer, if you search for my name on LinkedIn, I have red hair on there. I have not been producing as much content on there, but I do have like a pretty, if you're interested in marketing and sports marketing specifically, there's a lot of content that you can go back and take a look and just see, kind of get a feel for, um, some of the content that I like producing and like seeing, uh, throughout sports and kind of just in marketing in general, there's some just general marketing stuff there. Um, on today's episode... I am going to get into grading. So one of the questions that I've gotten um, on TikTok a couple times, a couple people have DM'd me, and then on Instagram a couple times, like newer people into um, into the hobby, is about grading. And I think when I got into grading myself, that was something that interested me because it basically it's a safety net that you don't have to you don't have to worry as much about like getting scammed essentially like if you're buying a graded card there is a i mean i don't know about the percentage i'd say there's a 99 percent chance that you bought an authentic card i mean especially if it was so if you're buying it from a couple of, there's a couple major grading companies that i think um have kind of most of the market share i mean there are I'd say I'd probably seen five to five or six different grading companies, but today I'm going to talk about three specifically, and I'm going to talk about how each of them kind of differ and some of the some of the stuff that I have seen and heard about each of the grading companies. <clears throat> so we're going to start out with PSA, just because I know 
most of the research that I do is on PSA, so I I wouldn't say that it's not it's not that I know the most about PSA, but I would say I know more than the other two examples that I'm going to talk about today. So with PSA, um, you'll see one of the first things that if you're interested in grading is if you want to get cards graded, what you're going to want to do is you're going to want to go on Instagram. And there are people who do bulk submissions because what ends up happening is that um, with PSA, like it, they their pricing and like their how long it takes for them to grade, you don't really start to you know it's kind of expensive and you don't really get a discount unless you're um, sending in like a ton of cards, which is why the bulk submissions end up working out uh, because like some people do like basically the the. The tiers of how long it takes are, I think there's like a 10 days, there's 25, and then I think there's 45, 65, and 85. I'm, I'm pretty sure uh, those are like the main times. And the shorter the time, basically, the more expensive it's going to cost. So one problem that I think PSA might have is that since they're in that upper tier of grading companies, they're... They're grading, sometimes it comes back a little bit before like the actual date, but for the most part, you're gonna see pretty much right up until that deadline of what you ended up paying for and that you're gonna be having to wait until you get your cards back. So like if you are grading in the off season and you're waiting like for, if like if you try to grade some baseball, like I would say if you want to and you want to sell the cards before the season, you're probably going to have to get those cards in, like, around now if you want to sell them. I mean, if you want to sell them before spring training, like, we're about 40-ish days away, a little bit less than that from spring training. But, like, before the season, like, you have about most of that month of February and March before the season actually starts. But, like, if you want to be cost-efficient and make sure that um, you are getting your cards in in a timely manner and then able to sell them in a timely manner you're going to want to get them in now basically and i think so the other so i just want to point this out the other company that i'm going to be talking about that's like the main company that's number two i would say is bgs which is beckett grading services and the main difference that i have seen at least is that a lot of people send in cards base cards to psa and they'll send autographs into beckett so i i'm not 100 percent sure if PSA changed how they grade autograph cards because sometimes I've seen autograph grades on them and sometimes I have seen cards that have an autograph and they don't mention that there's an autograph and they just have the one grade for the excuse me one grade for the card but the one thing that BGS does is that they grade the card as well as the autograph so you know, you're going to be running into like a car that is a nine five or a 10 and then has like a 10, 10, most autographs are going to be tens. Sometimes if there's like smudging, you can run into some issues there. Or if like, for whatever reason, like it's a sticker auto and the sticker, the autograph is like hanging off of the sticker that can sometimes bring down that grade. But I, I'm going to get into that a little bit later when I talk about BGS a little bit more. But so with PSA, basically what you're going to find is that people are going to be grading mostly base guard, base cards, like base rookie cards, uh, or just base 
cards, anything. Like, some people... Uh, I know Mike Trout's a player that has a lot of his cards that are graded that aren't his rookie card. Um, but people are sending in these base rookie cards. So what you're going to do is you're going to go to Instagram, and you are going to find... There are certain accounts, like I know, if you want to reach out to me on Instagram, it's going to be easier because I can just give you the direct contact for the people that I know at least uh, that do the bulk submissions and that have have a pretty good reputation uh, just so that way like you don't go to look for them and you end up contacting the wrong person. So if you are interested in getting cards graded through a bulk submission, just send me a message on Instagram. Um, and then I can give you the, I can just give you the link or the, the at of the person that I know. Uh, there's a couple different people that you can try, but I'll give you, I'll give you some options. So that way you, uh, maybe you can look at pricing or something like that. But for the most part, they're all going to be very similar. I mean, you're going to see like about a dollar or two difference maybe between some of the people. And then even some of the days you might see, like, you might see a few dollars difference. Um, but realistically, I think it's probably, it's probably worth just paying an extra dollar or two to get like an extra 20 days taken off of the service that you're using. Uh, but you know, it's all, it's all about cost efficiency in grading when you're trying to get cards graded. Uh, one thing with, and then, so then going into more detail about just PSA in general. So they have a red and white label. Um, they have been around for forever. They also don't only do sports cards. They do authentication of like just other general autographs. Um, and if you get like a card graded that isn't an actual autograph card, like if you have the player sign it in person, I don't know if, I don't think it gets a grade. I think it just says authentic. I'm pretty sure. Um, and I'm not a hundred percent sure how that ends up working, um, with how they prove it was authentic or whatever. But that's one thing that you'll probably see. Another thing when you're sending in the cards to get bulk graded that you might run into is that um, certain cards, if a card has a certain value, you might have to pay more to get it graded. Like, I think the, I'm pretty sure it's like 100 If the card's over $100, you then have to pay more, which um, I think that's how, I'm pretty sure that's the scale. But like, if you're sending in a more expensive card, you're just going to have to pay more to get it graded. Uh, and that's just, that's just what ends up happening because that's just PSA rules. Uh, I'm trying to think of why. I don't know why exactly that would be the case, but it's probably just that maybe it goes through a different grading system or something. I'm not 100% sure. Uh, but so if you are, if so if you're, if you've got cards graded or whatever, it's on a scale of one to 10. Uh, most modern cards, you know, are going to be getting nines or tens. Like if you're sending in vintage, uh, that's where you're going to be seeing maybe some sixes and some sevens. But for the most part, if you're sending in any type of like 2017, 2018, 2019 cards, there's probably a decent chance that you're going to get some tens. I, I, I mean, I obviously can't guarantee you're going to get tens cause I don't know which cards you have, but like, um, if you're buying lots and you're grading them that way, then that is one, uh, one option for you. Basically, if you're looking into grade, uh, let's see, what else can I talk about with PSA? So PSA, um, they, I mean, I, like I said, I know the, the most I know about PSA is just that, uh, because that's, I do a lot of my research with PSA. Oh, and then, so 
some of the research I do with PSA is on their website, they have a population report. So if you just type in PSA population report, the website will come up. I'm not exactly sure of the website link, but uh, one thing that I do use, there's two ways I use that. So I look up a certain card um, in their system to see how many what how many graded how many graded cards there are of that specific card but then i've also started using it more for looking into certain players and figuring out when their actual rookie cards were it's basically with soccer that i'm doing that because with like american sports it's pretty easy to tell when a player was a rookie but like with soccer it's kind of um it's a little bit not like hit or miss but it's just more there's more of a variant between like what would be considered a rookie card so like with Neymar I thought that the 2014 Neymar was his rookie but it turns out like he had some cards from 2009 and 2010 that I didn't do research to find these cards I still think that the Panini Prism World Cup cards were good but technically not his rookie card um unfortunately um but that's so with PSA, that's what you're going to find uh, if you're getting cards graded or whatever, you're looking into it. Uh, that is most of the information that I have on PSA. The other major grading company that is in the sports card industry is BGS. So it's Beckett Grading Services. Uh, Beckett, back in the day, used to come out with a pricing guide and people basically sold cards based off of these prices this was like before ebay really became as popular as it did in the 90s um so beckett used to be like it used to be like the bible basically for selling sports cards and their grading service is big i don't know you could people will argue their favorite and i don't think either one is really better than the other i think it really just depends on which one you want like with beckett they have two they have a two-tier system where they they grade the card but they also grade the autograph and like i said most of the time you're going to get a 10 on the autograph uh but then the actual card grade is then broken down into four different sections so you have uh you have centering you have corners, you have edges, and you have surface. So what Beckett will do is they'll take the they'll grade each of those parts and give that a grade between one and ten. Uh, with they actually have subgrades too, so they have like you can get like a nine point five, where uh, PSA mostly just does one to ten full number scale, and Beckett will take each of the grades within the within each of those grades or excuse me which in within each of those elements and then they will average out the grade and that will be the grade of the card so that's where you'll find like basically a bgs 9.5 is similar to a psa 10 like if you're getting a bgs 10 it's in, the interesting thing that i haven't fully been able to figure out is that like Sometimes some BGS 9.5s will be the same price as a PSA 10, and sometimes they'll be less. But then, like, a BGS 10 is, like, way more than a PSA 10 because the because it basically means that there was only one grade on the card that came out to a 9.5. The rest of them were all 10s. And then, so Beckett has this thing called a black label. So that means all of the pieces of the card got a 10 and it actually is given a separate label, like a different label from a regular car, like a regular card. So Beckett also does different colors of their slabs. So like a BGS, the 10, the 10 pristine black label is a black label. Uh, a 
9 to a 10 gets a gold label and then I forget how I forget where the silver label grading comes in but I know if it if it's in below a 9 it's getting a silver label and I don't think they have any other ones than that but like uh most of the time you know if you're getting actually maybe it might be 9 too I'm not I know I'm not 100% sure I think a 9 might also get a silver label but a 9.5 is going to have that gold label. Um, and with BGS, people are sending in more autograph cards because it has that the two-tier system where they're grading the autograph and the regular card. But for the most part, it's you're not going to see many cards that don't have um, a 10 auto. Like, a couple things that might cause a 10 auto is like... Or a 10 auto to become like a 9 or a 9.5 would be like smudging in the autograph or if the autograph wasn't completed, like if there is like a mark on there or something or like a cut on the autograph or like if it's a sticker auto, which Panini does that and I think Topps does as well, uh, if the autograph like goes over the sticker, which is most of the time, I think what happens with like sticker autos is that um, they will use the cards, the higher end cards that have the sticker autos will get the better autographs like because what will happen is they they'll send out the stickers to the athletes and they'll just sign them all at the same time and then they get the sheet of stickers back and then from there basically they're determining where they're going on and i would imagine they are saving the car they're saving the good autos for like cards that are going to be more expensive like in uh within a product basically so with bgs i don't you know a lot of my research is done with psa so like when someone asks me like about BGS, like I don't fully know. I know people do also bulk submissions with BGS, but it's not as prevalent because I think the value of the, it's it's the same thing where the value of the PSA card, if it's over a certain amount, they have to charge more. And for the most part, like if people are sending in autographs, the autograph is gonna cause the card to be worth more, which then they will have to charge more for the bulk part of their submission for that specific card which you know you do see regular base cards that are graded with bgs and like i said that's one of the things that's um just basically a preference of the the person who owns the card like there isn't there are, i was gonna say there isn't a difference but i mean there is a difference between like there is a difference between which card is more valuable but it's more it's not exactly it's it's not i think the, the what ends up happening with beckett is since they have the subgrades there are certain ps or there are certain bgs 10s and bgs 95s that are worth more like i think the centering if you're looking at centering of a card that can be worth a little bit more um surface can be worth more corners i mean each individual piece of that's being graded probably has a different value um and something that some people do that i have not done in the past i actually have not even sent in cards to get graded i have a bunch of cards that i need to get graded i've just been too like lazy basically to send them in which i need to do but one thing that people do is they'll buy bgs 95s and uh they'll send them in to get graded from psa and sometimes they come back with a psa 10 when it had a 9.5 which then raises the value uh sometimes it raises the value but like most of the time uh it will raise the value a little bit and something that i heard that i don't know for a fact this actually happens is that um 
is that you can send in uh, a card, a BG, a card in a BGS, um, a card in a BGS holder to PSA, and you can say if the card is going to get less than a ten, like don't crack it out of the case because that's what people will do. Which, you know, I don't particularly. I don't know. I don't really care. People can do whatever they want, but like that does throw off the numbers a little bit in the um, in in the reporting numbers, basically that Beckett and PG, P, uh, PSA have. Uh, just because, like, what ends up happening is that if you take a card, like, and it's really realistically, it's only I see it only being an issue when you're grading uh, like serial numbered cards because what ends up happening is you're taking like if. Beckett or PSA has logged that um, one of the red Lucas graded an eight or graded a nine, and then you get it regraded and it grades a ten. You're taking what could be a potential grade out of one of their systems, but like it doesn't then like they don't log that it's out of the system. I guess if that makes sense, because. Like, so there could be between BGS and PSA and the other card company, the other grading companies, there could be more, like, uh, I think reds are numbered to 299. There technically, in theory, could be more than 299 reds, red Lucas or red, any red basketball prism cards graded because people may be taking them out of the cases or the holders and resubmitting them, essentially. That's one thing that... Some people do, I mean, it's more something that people do with, like, vintage, because, like, vintage, if you can get a vintage card and bring it from, like, a five to a six, you could be making, like, a couple hundred bucks there, and I don't have the eye, particularly, to look at a card and say, oh, this is a five, but it should be a six for these reasons, but there are, I mean, that's one way that people make money, is they, <coughs> excuse me, they resend in the cards and get a higher grade, and they make a couple hundred bucks. Like, granted, if you're if you're doing that, and then you're going from, and you're going from a five to a seven, I mean, that's that's like that's a pretty significant amount of money that you just got because of the difference in grading. Now, that's pretty much all I have on BGS. Like I said, I don't. I, I have a little bit of knowledge on BGS, but not like as much as I do on PSA. So I'm gonna get into the third grading company that I think is third right now, but is kind of making a little bit of waves since the national, uh, and kind of closing the gap, I would say. And that's SGC. So SGC, one of the things that I have heard from people who got their cars graded through SGC is that they are much faster. The prices are much cheaper, which granted that's because just because of the volume that they have, um, they can send their, they can grade cards and send them back quicker just because of the amount of cards they're getting. Like PSA, they might be getting a thousand. They could, I don't know. I don't, I'm making up numbers here, but like they have, they, 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 that's why they have like 85 day, um, that's why they have an 85 day option to be honest, like with SGC, you're gonna you're gonna have cards that you can probably get back relatively quickly, um, and you know I don't know about the grading, the pricing, or the difference of the grading um, just yet. I mean, because it's I think SGC is a card is a grading company that I'm interested in that I might send some cards in just to have like a kind of a diverse 
diversity because I like also they have like a modern looking case too which I really like it's like a black case and has like white writing uh no black case with the white label with the black writing I mean it looks super clean and that's another reason why I like it some people are sending in like vintage and that's maybe kind of a, an avenue that they have been um they have been using they have been at a lot like I I met um I met the CEO at the National, and I heard him on a podcast recently, and he was, like, super cool. So that's, like, BGS, I think, is closing the gap a little bit uh, when when it comes to grading card companies. But I would say those are the three that you should look into. I haven't seen any other grading companies really make many changes that could lead to them kind of closing closing their part of the gap which like between i think it's much closer between um between sgc and psa slash bgs it though it's much closer there than it is between sgc and like i think there's like bggi is one of the ones i've seen and um, I don't even, you know, I, honestly, I don't remember the other names because I just, whenever I see them, it's, it's not something that I am looking into because I, I don't know. I'm not, I, I don't know. They don't have the, it's not that they don't have the reputation, but it's just that I don't, I, I would rather look at the other ones, I guess, because they have the reputation. And I mean, we'll see over the next few years, like, cause a lot of people say that the times for PSA are just too long, which I mean, people keep sending them in, so like people can complain all they want, but they keep sending in cards to get graded, so like that's something you gotta look at too. Um, for grading, I mean, that's pretty much the for the majority of the information that you'll need to get stuff graded. That's pretty much what I think is some of the important information. If you have any questions about it, just send me a DM and I can send you more information. Like if you have any specific questions that maybe I didn't cover in the show, just definitely send me a message and I'll try and get more information for you. Like I said, send me a message if you're looking for the people who do the bulk submissions uh, because I'd rather just send you the information rather than say it on the podcast and say the name wrong or spell it wrong or something. But that's going to be it for the episode today. Um, grading, you know, it's a big part of the hobby. It's definitely something that you should try and learn as much about. And this is hopefully a tool you can use to uh make your knowledge better i don't think that's a term but whatever so that's gonna be it so uh here's for sale instagram tiktok uh another podcast coming out let me know what you think about how many are coming out if they're too much or whatever uh let's see where else can you find me linkedin adam palmer red hair you know the drill there um if you want if you're on itunes and you want to leave a review that would be cool that would be a nice uh nice little addition there i'll probably uh most of the most of the reviews when they're new reviews and they come in i will uh post them on my instagram so if you like leave me a message on instagram and say that you left a review i'll repost your repost your review um if you're listening to this on friday if it's out on friday there is a giveaway that i'm doing on my instagram i think this episode's coming out on friday i'm not 100 sure so if the if the giveaway is over i'm sorry but if the giveaway is still going on there is a uh, john morant card that i'm doing a giveaway for so uh take a look at that uh but that is going to be it for today's episode i will see everybody in the next one